Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. I'm sure you've heard the term DEI recently, which references diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is often discussed around gender and cultural issues. But today, my discussion focuses on many left out of the conversation, those with physical disabilities. Tune in to today's episode to hear more on the issue. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. If you missed my last episode and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my social media pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when my podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. This episode is a little different as I recorded multiple podcasts in one day at an event and didn't have bios to read at that time. So let me share a little bit about my guest today. Michael Hingson, blind since birth, was born in Chicago to sighted parents who believed in raising their son with a can-do attitude. Treated like all other children in his family, Michael rode a bike, did advanced math in his head, and learned to read and write. Braille, that is. He later went to college receiving a bachelor's and master's degree in physics, along with a secondary teaching credential from the University of California at Irvine. Michael Hingson's life changed dramatically on September 11, 2001, when he and his guide dog, Roselle, escaped from the 78th floor of Tower One in the World Trade Center moments before it collapsed. Soon after, Michael and Roselle were thrust into the international limelight, where Michael began to share his unique survival story and 9-11 lessons of trust, courage, heroism, and teamwork. He is the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Thunderdog, the true story of a blind man, a guide dog, and the triumph of trust, selling over 2.5 million copies worldwide. In 2014, Mr. Hingson published his second book, Running with Roselle, 
which is the first of its kind, a story for our youth shedding light on one of America's darkest days. Speaking to some of the world's most elite, from former President George W. Bush to Larry King, Fortune 500 companies and colleges and universities nationwide, after sharing his story of survival on hundreds of TV and radio programs, Michael is now an expert hired by many of today's major corporations and organizations, speaking and consulting on the importance of teamwork and trust, moving from diversity to inclusion, as well as offering adaptive technology training, spearheading innovation for all. Now to the interview with Michael Hinkson. Well, Michael, welcome to my show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have a conversation with you, too. And I know I have heard about you and the show that you do, too, with you being a featured podcaster, but I've never had the chance to talk with you. So I'm looking forward to our discussion. But before we get into the topic, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and how did you get into doing what you're doing today? Well, I've been blind my entire life and probably the thing that is most visible about me is that I am a survivor of being in the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. I was there with my guide dog, Roselle, and we escaped and got very visible in the media. And that kind of caused me to change careers from being in high-tech computer sales to traveling to different places where people invited me to come and talk and discuss September 11th, what we should learn from it, what my experiences were, and so on. So literally for the last Now, 20 and a half years, 21 and a half years, I have been a keynote public speaker. In 2020, with the pandemic hitting us as it did, travel sort of died down some, and a lot, actually. And so I started looking for some things to do to supplement income until I could uh, get back to traveling again. We did some virtual presentations, but mostly they weren't hiring as much in the way of true inspirational and motivational speakers, although I do also consult on diversity and inclusion, and that's another thing that, Mm -hmm. that again, I did some work on. But anyway, along the way, I discovered a company called Accessibe, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-E, that is an Israeli company that makes products that actually are used to make internet websites more inclusive and accessible for people with a lot of disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I thought about being a partner for them and started that that process to sell their products because I didn't have much else going on at the time in late 2020. But the founder called in January of 2021 and said, no, I want you to join the company. And I became the chief vision officer. And one of the things that he asked if I would do would be to do a podcast. And I said, what do you want a podcast to be? And he said, I want a general podcast that will inspire the world. And so we created mm-hmm over a few months, Unstoppable Mindset, where inclusion, diversity, and the unexpected meet, started episodes in August of 2021. And just yesterday, episode 121 went up. We now do two episodes a week, and it's a lot of fun. And so Mm -hmm. I'm also starting to do some travel again and speaking. But between that and the podcast and doing other things for Accessibility, I keep out of trouble or try to. (laughs) Well, I think too, talking about, like you're saying, diversity and inclusion and and things like that. I mean, we've heard about that a lot, but a lot of times when we hear that, we're also thinking maybe by culture, not by like a disability too. So I'd love for you to talk about how can we as entrepreneurs, whether we have employees 
that work with us too, or maybe we want to have people work with us, or it's like helping, you know, potential customers, like what can we do to be able to make it easier for them to, you know, have the accessibility for whether, again, it's work products, whatever, like what can we do to make it easier, basically? The first thing that I think people need to learn is that disability does not mean a lack of ability. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's what people think. The reality is every single person on the planet has a disability. For most of you, it is that you have eyesight, which really means you're light dependent and you don't Mm -hmm. ever notice it until the lights go out, you lose power or whatever. I saw that actually happen. I was at a hotel in Los Angeles in March and the lights went out. Everybody started to scream because they Mm -hmm. didn't have the ability to see where they were going anymore. Right. And of course, didn't bother me. <clears throat> the reality is that Edison and those who invented the electric light bulb created a technology that really covers up your disability, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it, it just doesn't really ever get talked about. And people really think that eyesight is the only game in town. And it's not. The reality is people who are blind, for example, can work and do work. The unemployment rate among employable blind people is between 65 and 70%, not because we can't work, but because other people think we can't work. That's true for people with other disabilities as well. So the first thing that people need to learn is disability does not mean a lack of ability. The second thing Mm -hmm. is they should ask questions and they should not hesitate to ask. For me specifically, and I think for others, one thing that every entrepreneur could do and should do now is make their websites usable by people who have various kinds of disabilities. So I Mm -hmm. mentioned Accessibility, and Accessibility actually works for a variety of different kinds of disabilities. So for example, if you're a person with epilepsy, you go to many websites that have a lot of elements on them that blink. If that Mm -hmm. website also uses Accessibility, you can go in and stop the blinking elements and it'll use different systems to attract your attention to the things that the website owner wants you to see. If you're blind, it labels the links that the website owner or website designer didn't la- uh, didn't label, or it will create menus that you would normally just encounter, but I don't even know that they're there because you didn't program the technology on your website to interact with my screen reader, which is a piece of software I use to verbalize whatever comes across the screen. But the biggest thing is, Entrepreneurs should be welcoming, should explore and ask questions about hiring people with disabilities, because here's the bottom line. We know, because of that statistic I mentioned before, how hard it is to get a job. And Mm -hmm. so if I get a job somewhere, I'm going to intend, and deliberately so, to be very loyal to that company, because I know how hard it was for them to decide to hire me and how hard it was for me to get the job. So do you want an employee who's going to be very loyal to you because they appreciate what you're doing or not? And so employers should recognize that they're going to get better employees from persons with disabilities on average than they will from so-called people without disabilities. And there Mm -hmm. are a lot of studies that have been done in statistics to prove that. Right. Well, while you're talking to, I even thought when I was in high school, I had a friend that was blind and he was able to fix things in the radio station that was on our school campus 
without even being able to see like the color of wires and things. I know nothing about that kind of stuff. Right. And he was like, snap, snap, snap. It's all done. Right. You know? And so I think we make assumptions that, Oh, someone can't see, so they can't do something or someone can't hear. So they can't do something or someone is in a wheelchair and they can't do something. Right. And I think that's why it's important to educate that, don't make those assumptions. Right. And I think, like you said, ask questions. And I think part of the reason we don't is maybe we're not sure how to ask, or we're afraid we're going to offend, you know, so what can you tell us as potential employers or, you know, potential vendors or customers, like how do we have that conversation where it feels comfortable? Well, the first thing is to just start asking questions and talking. It's your problem. It becomes my problem because you won't talk to me, but it's your problem Mm -hmm. that you think it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. For me, and I think any person with a disability who is at all aware of what job interviews are all about, which are sales presentations by any standard, the the reality is we're prepared to answer the questions, but you got to ask them and ask them in a way that demonstrates that you really want to know you're not just trying to find an excuse not to hire me. Because I can tell that too. But the bottom line is that we should all be prepared to carry on the conversation and we should be prepared to answer questions and explore what needs to be done. Why should it be any more difficult for a company to pay a little bit of money to buy the software that I need to be able to verbalize whatever comes across my computer screen in your office? Why should that be an issue as opposed to you buying a computer monitor for someone or paying money to have a nice fancy touchscreen coffee machine so that people can get coffee, tea, hot chocolate, cappuccinos, espressos, and so on, but not making that accessible by not getting a machine that allows me to use it if you hire me. Is Some people will go, oh, I can't bring this person on because they can't work our coffee machine. Well, then who's really at fault there? Why did you get a mm-hmm. machine? that doesn't allow people to use it. And by the way, there aren't really very many coffee machines that aren't touchscreen oriented, but there are other ways for me to do it. So ask the questions. Never be afraid to ask because the reality is that we should be prepared to answer the question and demonstrate that we can and want to be part of the team and partner and help people better understand how we all can work together. Right. And we may not know what's out there that will make it easier for you so we can accommodate you to do the job. So if we're asking, you know, well, what can we do to help you be successful in this position? Then you'd be able to say, I need to have this screen reader or things like that. Well, what I would say is tell me what normally happens in the course of the day. What technology does an employee who does this job do and utilize Mm -hmm. now? And then we can talk about it. There are also other ways to get some of that technology. Sometimes state funding is available. There are other kinds of things that are available. And it may be, like in my case, talking about the screen reader, that I have a license that allows me to activate it on more than one computer. So I probably even get it installed and it won't even cost you anything because Mm -hmm. I can activate my screen reader on your site. Now, some security-minded people will say, well, I'm not sure I want to install any of that software. It might be a security risk. Well, you know what? Unless you make your technology fully Tempest-approved, which means that it's totally shielded so nobody can pick it up on the outside, somebody can sit outside your company and actually monitor anybody typing on a keyboard 
it's it's amazing what you can do. So the reality is we have ways collectively to work it out, but it has to start by wanting to partner and wanting to be inclusive. Right, exactly. So what information would you share with anyone who's listening right now who, you know, is saying, well, I really want to do better. I want to be able to offer, you know, work or I want to be able to help the customers, you know, or like, what do we need to do to educate ourselves to know how to move forward and be better at this? Well, I'm certainly available to be a resource. And people can reach me through my website, www.michaelhingson.com. There are consumer organizations like the National Federation of the Blind, www.nfb.org. Again, for website stuff, people can go to www.accessibe.com, and they can even do a free audit of their website. They can go to the page mm. that, that talks about the audit, type in their website, and they'll learn very quickly how accessible it is. And Accessibe is not an expensive product to use unless your website is incredibly complicated. It's like $500 a year if you've got under a thousand pages on your site, which most sites do. Oh, most will, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and most will. So it's not like it's very expensive and it will tell you what it can do and what it can't do, but it does most of the heavy lifting. And I would say mm-hmm. one thing right up front, most companies, well, any company that has a website should really make it inclusive right from the outset and mm-hmm. use that as a springboard and a starting place to deal with access. But there are there are a number of resources Every state has a Department of Rehabilitation, and they've got people who can talk about employment and so on. Some people are better at it than others because some states mm-hmm. have agency people who don't have the most positive attitude about people with disabilities either. And so that gets to right. be an issue. But but the reality is, you know, there are a lot of resources. And as, as I said, I'm glad to be a resource to anyone who wants to explore it, and they're welcome to reach out to me. I do a lot of traveling and speaking around the country, talking about teamwork and trust. And and, and I would also say that if anyone is looking to, to have a speaker come in and talk at a sales event or anything like that, go to michaelhingson.com. I'd love to chat with you about that. But also we can talk about dealing with disabilities and giving you more awareness about the, the whole subject and helping mm-hmm. you to feel more comfortable about it. Right. So in general, and I know this is going to be different for like each type of issue, you know, that someone may be facing, but are there things that we can do just to make things a little bit easier? Like what type of accommodations maybe should we be making? You know, is that a one-on-one conversation or overall, are there things that we could just really implement to make it easier for people even to apply for a job, let alone work? Well, again, going back to websites, your applications, if they're online, need to be accessible. And even some of the major places on on the web, like monster.com, took a while to get to be accessible. And so Mm -hmm. you should make sure up front that you use something that truly is accessible, and they need to show you that they're accessible. Or Mm -hmm. people like me can help you with that. People should explore and work to make sure that people can get into their buildings. Uh, And of course, you can't remodel a building just to make it wheelchair accessible today. The Americans with Disabilities Act says if you're going to make a building accessible, typically you're you're not going to get sued if you just aren't going to put in wheelchair ramps or whatever. 
if you're going to remodel a bunch of the building, then at that time, you're obligated to put in the accessibility stuff. But if people want to make their building accessible, you should have wider doorways, you should have a ramp, and they're not that difficult to put in for most places. You should do things like um, explore the website being accessible. You should have conversations about how you'll make material accessible. Um, For example, one of the things that I talk with a lot of employers about is a concept that someone else created, but it's called no braille, no meeting. The idea is if you're going to have a meeting and you're inviting employees to come to the meeting, you don't wait to the meeting and hand out documentation. First of all, the documentation Mm. won't be accessible to me, but here's the better reason not to do that. Even though some people say, but I got to wait till the last second to get my documentation. No, you don't. If you hand out documentation to people in advance, even a day, even half a day, then people are required to read the documentation and you can make that documentation electronically available to me in an accessible form easily. Mm -hmm. But people read the documentation, then they come to the meeting and discuss it rather than spending a lot of time in the meeting reading and missing the discussion. So Mm -hmm. the reality is there are... There are a lot of things that people can do that will make life accessible for me that will, in fact, enhance the lives of everyone at a company. And right. so there are a lot of ways to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that example you gave, obviously, it's more productive if people are reading it ahead of time and then you just show up and you start having the conversation about it instead of, OK, let's read you know, yeah. what's on there. So. Exactly right. And think of how much more productive people could be. Either you have shorter meetings or you have more time to talk, which is what you really want anyway. Right. Well, I know we're running short on time. Uh, This time has just flown by. So I wanted to find out if you have an offer that you would like to share with the listeners and how can they connect with you? One of the things that has happened during the pandemic is that I've realized that although I've spoken a lot about escaping from the World Trade Center and what I did, I've never really spent time teaching people those tools. Um, People Mm -hmm. say all the time to me, well, you weren't afraid. Well, I was, but I've learned to control fear. I've learned that, Mm -hmm. that even in the most unexpected circumstances possible, you don't need to be, as I would say, blinded by fear, or you don't need to let fear overwhelm you, but you can use it as a powerful tool to help. So I've created a website, www.blindedbyfear.net. And if people go to that site, one of the things they can do is to download an ebook It talks a little bit about how you can start to learn to control fear. We're also writing a book that'll be out next year that'll talk a lot more about that. But the ebook will give people some good practical suggestions right up front. It's not a hard book to read. It's like 15 or 16 pages long, and it's available for free. So just go to www.blindedbyfear.net. And I think there is also a place where you can put in your email and that will come to me, but also go to michaelhingson.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-H-I-N-G-S-O-N.com. And there's a contact form. I'd love to hear from anyone and everyone who wants to reach out and would love to, to chat with them and answer any questions that I can. And, you know, of course, putting in one more plug, uh, I also have a podcast called Unstoppable Mindset, where inclusion, diversity, and the unexpected meet. And going back to something you said before, diversity typically leaves out disabilities, which is why inclusion mm-hmm. comes in first, because if you're going to be inclusive, you can't leave out disabilities. And if people want to be a guest on that, or, or again, 
Um, learn more about the podcast, they can go to www.michaelhinkson.com slash podcast and learn about it. And uh, would love to explore them being a guest as well. Perfect. Well, I'll have to make sure I get all of those links so we can put them in the show notes. But thank you so much for being my guest and chatting with me on this topic. I think it was an important conversation to have. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. I hope you found this discussion interesting and enjoyed the discussion on the topic moving from diversity to inclusion. Would you please share my show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform? I'd really appreciate your support. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Michael or send me a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next interview. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. This episode is sponsored by Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services. If you are overwhelmed trying to handle the financial aspects of your business, ABNP is here to help. Contact us today to discuss your needs at 310-534-5577 or contact at abandp.com. My team and I are eager to assist you. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.